And now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Hasbins, presented by 10K Takes, brought to you always by the Chill Boys. Fellas, visit www.chillboys.com to get your underwear, long johns, and socks. And I've been hearing some complaints, you know, oh, you know, oh, there's these Chill Boys underwear, they, they cost like $40, $50. I can't spend that much on underwear. I buy $3 Hanes. Well, let me, let me inform you on something here, people. Sometimes there's a saying called, you know, you got to spend money to make money. All right. Now, these Hanes underwear, how long does it take for them to rip and just they're uncomfortable and they, they stretch out probably within a week, you know? Well, these, these chill boys underwear, they're going to last you at least half a year to a year. So by that time, you had already spent $50 on your dumbass Hanes underwear when you could have been wearing these unbelievable silky underwear chill boys. All right. And that's all I got for the Chill Boys today. But, uh, you know, my name is Gage Osmus, also known as Chief Sue. I am joined today by Trevor the Mayor Olson. Jack Mason is our producer, and our guest tonight is Zach Yon. Thanks for coming on, Zach. Thanks for having me. So I do want to talk about our weekends, probably my favorite part, just to recap oh, yeah. what we got up to. Maybe it was something, maybe it's nothing. Um, Olson, you want to start us out? Yeah, <clears throat> I actually made a trip up to the Promised Land, Grand Forks. Hit up uh, the game Friday night and Morgan Wallen Saturday night, so I had myself a time. Sheesh! Yes. Had to be buzzing. That oh yeah, it was. It was. Uh, <clears throat> it was a grand old time. I think it was spring break though, so there were some. You know, it wasn't the full student environment. But that's probably good because I'm 28 now. So, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, Friday we we ended up at the game. We went to um, we got into town around 4:30 uh, ish. We went to Speedway, got ourselves yep. a nice uh, pint. Any fish bowls? No fish bowls, beer only. Dollar good. beers though, right? I don't know what it was. Big old 24 ouncer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had to. They pretty th- much pay you to booze in Grand Forks. Yeah, they do. It's yeah. it's <laughs> insane. Yeah, a bar down here should try and do that because it'd be stuffed it works there yeah yeah Dollar, isn't it yeah dollar bush lights isn't that at speedway i have no idea and hams i don't know i don't know it's been a while <laughs> anyway hams, hams, hams and bush light dollar <laughs> only if we're allowed to put it in the microwave for a minute <laughs> i was gonna say the only the only time i ever had hams was green bay uh rookie party yeah. in juniors they boiled the hams for me and i had to chug it <laughs> ish never again um so Speedway had some big old beers, uh, went to the game, uh, passed out some has-been merch. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get it to everybody in Grand Forks. We will find a way to get you guys your stuff uh, moving forward, so stay close to your phones. But um, that was fun, meeting a lot of you know people that listen yeah. in, and yeah. it was a good time. Great. And uh, walked upstairs in the press box, uh, Silver Fox, Tim Hennessy, uh, the boys up there. Um, it was it was a good time. Made my way up to the Oregon Bar, had myself a night. So <laughs> it's always a great time going in that place. Yeah, it's it wasn't bad. The amount of people you know, you don't you don't realize you know that many people when you go back to the Ralph and you go back to Grand Forks. It's like God, 
I still know everyone here. I think I was more noticed. Changes. Yeah, no. I th- I think I was more noticed as a has been guy than an actual <laughs> oh, North Dakota. Podcast really put your name yeah. out there. Speaking of, so the next day we were planning to go to Morgan Wallen, so we did the drum bun bit. Really nice. Miss yeah. those establishments. You get a shrimp uh Caesar? No. Should I have? You don't drink Caesars? I drink bloodies. Okay. Yeah. The bun has the best Caesar in town. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Kelly's? We- Wow, I know we have my a challenge. Class for oh, Kelly's 100%. Yeah, a little challenge, really. <laughs> right. But that's you. You guys had the house right behind there, right? The big right. house. Yeah, we were like a block away from it, so that was our that was our hometown bar. Yeah, so you just walked over we'll, there. Uh, we'll defend that till we die. Love that. I appreciate that. <laughs> so anyway, I uh, I see some gal wearing a number eleven jersey, no name on it, just eleven. And I walked by her and I tapped her on the back and I go, "That's a good number." And I started walking away, and she goes, "Hey." calls me back in she's like you're trevor aren't you and i was like yeah she's like you got to meet my i don't know significant other boyfriend husband i didn't really i was kind of hammered at that point <laughs> i wasn't listening <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly uh no and she's like hey do you know who this is and the guy goes nope <laughs> <laughs> and she's like well can you sign my jersey so i signed that 11 jersey and then went to morgan wall and it was a time uh, Ubers were very expensive afterwards, so we went to Playmakers for one or twelve, and yep. made our way home. Playmakers, just a casino mid Grand Forks. Oh yeah, I lost my ass Hilarious. in blackjack. Yeah, that's right under. Or wait, where is that? Again? That's in the Canad Inn. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> right next to the tavern there, and mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the tab. It's a good little spot. Yeah, it is. The bar hop there. There's three of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bar- Should we head over to the next bar? <laughs> Should we uh, go bar hop the Canada Inn? Close the tab. Head over. <laughs> yeah. Actually, there's sometimes there's a fourth option. There's sometimes a wedding there that you can just walk. Oh in. yeah, <laughs> sometimes it's open, bar. open bar. Yeah, just, <laughs> thanks, fellas. <laughs> Yonner, you get up to anything good last weekend? I was over in St. Paul for most of the weekend for uh, state tournament. Ah, there's always right. a lot of Rosal people that come down for that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Rosal couldn't make it this year, but there's still a lot of people that come down. We have like a big Rosal Ram Hockey Association gathering, and my parents are down, so. Nice. It was uh, it was fun. I'd only made it to one game, the single A championship game, and the rest were watched at the truck bar. <laughs> nice. Did <laughs> and, you enjoy? Uh, did you enjoy St. Patty's Day celebration down there? It was fun. They had a bar crawl down there, so there was there was a ton of St. Patrick's like celebrations going on, but it was obviously flooded with plenty of hockey fans too. Oh, so yeah, it was a fun weekend yeah. to be around there. Yeah, that's great stuff, Mace. I uh, pretty much just watched the Minnesota hockey tournament all weekend, but then on Friday night, me and some buddies went to the new Batman movie, and uh, we snuck in two whole pizzas and a bag of wine. How do you get <laughs> a two, bag of wine? How do you get two pizzas in there? <laughs> you know, system works. You know, you you should almost like do one of those tube things, and you're holding the bag of wine next to you. You know how the sick people have the tubes? <laughs> that's kind of a sick move. I just thought about that in my head. I'm not gonna question that. You just tape it to your leg, and oh, that's my pee bag. Oh, that's my, that's my catheter. Yeah. yeah, it's bloody. You know, they're going right, through right. some stuff right now. My kidney's going through something. Yeah. So. Yeah. they're not gonna challenge that. Mace, you like that Batman movie? What's the scout? It was pretty good. Uh, I think it would have been better if they made it like a TV series, made it like eight, eight episodes or something, because they really packed a lot into like three hours. That's but what I heard. For sure. I heard it's pretty dark. Yeah, it was... Uh, from the Compared was, to the old ones. Yeah, it was a lot more... I don't know what the word would be, but it was a lot more dark, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I've I've heard good reviews on it, so it's kind of exciting. I've heard really good, and then I've also heard really bad. But I think that's because of length. I would go into yeah. it comparing it to The Dark Knight. Yeah, with Christian Bale. and you can't. And you, you can't. You can't, so you can't really <laughs> compare any movie to The Dark Knight. No. Um, but yeah, no. I I happened to go down to Chicago on the weekend. Um, had uh, it was it was me and three other guys, and we stayed in an Airbnb with uh, seven girls, us four guys, a big friend group. We had this plan for a while. Um, so obviously the drive down there was great. You know, excitement's high. Yeah. You can imagine the drive back. Yeah. A little lower. A little lower. Yeah. You know, hat in hand yeah. almost. Oh, yeah. Head down. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, who am I? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Focus on the white line. Is that, <laughs> yeah. home? Yeah. Is that who you are? I don't know. Yeah. Just instant regret. <laughs> yeah, just. Just uh, holding down burps. From... <laughs> oh, those are the worst. Worst day uh, of the year is the sun <clears throat> after we fest of. Oh, oh, I said that. You can't eat. You going can, home after a You can like barely that. get home without falling asleep at the wheel after mm-hmm. a wee fest. It's like, oh, it's terrible. Probably probably put together a total of maybe six hours slept on the weekend. That's perfect. <laughs> nice I, job. I went to wee fest for one night. I went with Tucker Pullman, <laughs> and he woke up the next morning, and he's like, yep, I'm out. <laughs> we, we went for one night. That was it. <laughs> we probably, were a few year bets for it. Oh, yeah. And we drugged Colt along, too. And he's kind of the same as Tuck. Like yeah. He needs to battle up a little bit, but yeah. It's all in the head, you know? Oh, it's all you mental. Know, you think you think you're, you know, have a headache and you're sick, which you probably are, but it's also in the head. You know, that's what... You can also just think it away. Yeah, that's what David Goggins would tell you, you know? <laughs> it's all in your head. Just toughen up, pussy. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get into our predictions now. Um, a little different this week because we have some turn you know kind of championship games uh the big 10 championship the uh ccha championship nchc starting their tournament so we have that going on we're going to start off with nodak first western first round of the nchc or sorry semifinals of the nchc uh tournament here well actually let's go yonner first because the guests are in first place okay i like that are we yeah the guests are in first yeah okay what was the first game nodak western nodak Western. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Mace, Mace, <laughs> not biased. Nodak. Nice. This is. Uh, it sucks because our boy Jake Sanderson yeah. looks like he's not playing. Your today. boy. Yeah, yeah, my boy. <laughs> Do you teach him that uh, diving across the crease on Twitter? Do you see that video? Oh yeah. Block the, yeah. He definitely Stop took that puck. out on my book. I was an all-out. You know, do whatever. It <laughs> Just takes selling cat. your body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything it takes, whatever it takes. Um, I was actually pissed to see him do that. It's like, dude, you're the best player in college hockey. You don't need, you don't need to dive to stop. If, if it's going in, Head just let it go in. Into the we'll, we'll take you. Yeah, we'll take you on the ice. But uh, no, hell of a heart. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Nodak. I just, you know, kind of have to. Um, sorry, Goffer and the Western boys, but we'll see you guys in the third place game, suckers. Um, <laughs> Next next game, Denver versus Duluth. Oh. My head says Denver, but I'm going to go Duluth. D- Duluth always plays well at yeah. this damn tournament. And I don't even, I mean, I don't know. Duluth's really good, too. I don't even know if that's an upset or not, but yeah, I'm going No, they're, they're both good. Yeah. They're both good. I'm going um, Denver. Mace... I'm going to go Duluth. 
I'm going to go 4 0 without you guys. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going Denver. Love that. I wanted Duluth, but gosh. <clears throat> we'll bring up a little story about uh, Duluth and the frozen faceoff. Yeah, Josie just got traded. Yeah, what happened there? Um, you guys, did you ever score a goal in this tournament against Duluth, or did you have like a, an assist or a point or anything? Yeah, I had a goal and an assist. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Two assists. <laughs> Who's counting? Yeah, three know. points. I got it written up on my wall. <laughs> Good games. Year. Games versus Duluth. I got little check marks. Goals, assists, pims, <laughs> pims, <laughs> plus minus block shot. Oh yeah, only against Duluth though. T O I. Um. Okay. Next one. Minnesota. Versus Michigan in the Big Ten Championship. I'm gonna go Minnesota. I think it go. I think it could go either way, but Minnesota. I'm going Michigan. Got to get hot at the right time. I'm going Michigan too. Uh, hate the guys. You know they. You know pussy down on playing Western, but uh, <laughs> this weekend. Go blue. Go blue. <laughs> blue and cool. Wolverines, fuck off. You know, that's the exact reason I'm picking the Gophers. I just can't cheer for Michigan. I'm going Gophers. I respect that, Mace. Yeah. I'm sticking to your guns. All right, next one. CCHA Championship. This is a tough one. Bemidji versus Mankato. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mankato. Mankato. <laughs> I'm going Mankato. All right, fuck you guys. I'm going Bemidji. Love that. Hey. Beavers are going to take home the first CCHA championship ever. Actually, I mean, it's been a league back then. But this this CCHA, <laughs> the one that's going on now, the first one ever. Beavers. All right. Saratoga. 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 He's, he's got them going. <laughs> All right. Well, we got that out of the way. Um, it's a close race. What's – have we – you know, we should probably decide on a consequence here pretty soon. I was just soon. thinking about that. Have you yeah. guys figured one out yet? Not yet. And uh, now it's no. not so weird for me to pick one because Mace and I are tied for last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. You guys might have to discuss it out. Like, how far are we willing to go as people? Yeah. yeah. What are some of the options? <laughs> uh, we got horse. You got to watch 24 hours of the horse racing channel. Oh, yeah. And every waffle's an hour off. Uh <laughs> Polar plunge up in Lake Superior. Um, nude painting. I think the, I think <laughs> I the nude painting is the that's one. That's my number one. I think it's got to be. I'm going to have to get on the horn and try to see if we can find someone to do that. Yeah, easily. You, <laughs> you could get a college student to do it. Question, if you if you're the, go to one, the art school. If, you're, yeah. if you lose this match up here this, and you have to get a painting, do, yeah. you, do you do the little – do you – you shake it out to get a little blood flow down there so it's not shriveled. One over. million yes. percent. You can't, you know, I'll probably down there like trying to like, come on. Oh, yeah. Well, wake up. <laughs> get up there. 30, 40 percent minimum. Yeah. <laughs> minimum. That's a good point. I'm almost pushing 50, 60. Like, I want it resting right on top of the old nuggets, you know. Oh, yeah. Give me some. Is it cold in here? Turn up the heat. Come on. Can I get a wind blower on my horn and make it hot air? I think uh, I think we just commit to it right now. We're committing. I committing like nude painting. Nude you got to get your. There we go. I love it. Nude I already have is. to. Uh, I lost my football fantasy league, and so I already have to go to IHOP for the for the pancake challenge. Have you not done that yet? I haven't done it. I thought you were going to do that with Colton when you went out and saw him out in 
yeah. Stockton or wherever the heck he is. I thought about it. I've thought about doing it a lot of days, and then I wake up and realize I don't want to do it. <laughs> so, what's, so what's the pancake challenge? What do you so have to do? I have to go to IHOP and for 24 hours, and every pancake I eat takes off one hour until you can go. Okay. So, so, so if he eats, play with say that, he eats like. four in the first hour, <laughs> then he's got five hours down. Yep. So he's got 19 hours left. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he could he could either hammer out ten of them right away and then chill there for a bit and then slowly. What's the uh, what are the what, My, are the what are the rules on puking? Can you can you? Get I don't think you can. I don't know. We I don't think establish can, rules. Probably not though. I don't think you can shove your fingers down your throat. No. I mean, if you're willing to do it, <laughs> yeah. if you're willing to just waste all these pancakes, you yeah. just ate, go ahead. I think an achievable goal is fifteen pancakes in nine hours. I think you can do that easily. You think so? Yeah. Easily. Nine hours at IHOP. <laughs> Even that's a long time. <laughs> he was, he was talking. Though, he's yeah. like, well, one day when I'm working at home, I'll bring my laptop. <laughs> yeah. Because I mainly work from home. I was like, oh, <laughs> bring my laptop, crush out work for a day. I mean, what do you, what do you feel like after? I mean, you're going to be tempted by, you know, there's going to be people walking by ordering like eggs and bacon. And you're like, oh, it smells good, but I got to pound another pancake. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'd be smart to mix in like an egg or something yeah. just yeah. to change up the, yeah. maybe the try pay, to, yeah, yeah you could probably try to re- reach out to joey chestnut and see what his strategies are for you know eating <laughs> s- s- all this shit in one time learn yeah. from the pros <laughs> yeah before right. we move on uh did we want to do a little bonus point round oh for oh had a baby mace that's we why did. you're our horse that's <laughs> why you're our horse that's why you're here <laughs> <laughs> all right bonus round mace the NCHC winner, because this is, it's pretty much a 25% chance we get this right. I mean, any of these teams coming down can win this tournament. So this is the hardest one. Yep. Um, Yonner? Well, I picked Nodak and Duluth to be in the final. I'm going Duluth. Nodak. Ooh. Is that is that against the rules? No, I it's mean, not. No. Thank you. It's not. It's kind of covering some bases. Yeah, there. you like that? Oh. Yeah, that's actually smart. Man. Thank you. Spread it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I think uh, Reese Gaver is going to absolutely fly around the ice. I'm going no deck. All right. Oh, I'm not mad about that. Boy, thing. would I love to see that. I'm going to give myself a win-win situation and pick someone else because obviously if Nodak wins, he'll be <laughs> happiest. But I pick someone else. Actually, what happens if that team doesn't win and then someone else does? That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to pick Denver to win it, but I'm going to pick Denver to win it. All right. I like that. The so, piles. So if Western wins, none of us get bonus. Nope. But I, but I get, yeah, I get a point for the North Dakota game. Love that. That's did great. you get? Did Deanna say Duluth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gonna, okay. And are we doing two points or one point? Two points. Winner? Two points okay. on that one if you get it. Two points, Father Pat. <laughs> Semi pro. <Foul. laughs> no, two fouls. Thank you. <laughs> Can't go flying through the air like that. <laughs> All right, let's get to our hypotheticals here. I got our first one up. Would you rather win a state championship or a Clark Cup? USHL championship, junior championship, wherever you're playing, or a state championship? 
high school hockey. Minnesota high school? Yeah. Yeah, let's, I mean. Yonner, we'll, you go first. I'd go high school <laughs> for sure. I'd, I'd go high school 1 million percent, not because I technically already won a Clark Cup, only playing nine games with Green Bay. <laughs> Gave me a little hat. <laughs> Says it on my elite prospects, but. I mean, you, you're a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid playing in front of 18,000 fans with your best buddies that you grew up with. Minnesota High School yeah. State yeah, Championship. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the only reason I – I mean, I think it's I think it's close, you know, because high school, obviously you grow up with all these guys and it's, it's like, you know, how many games do you play? Mm-hmm. 28, 30. Yeah. In juniors, you're playing probably 70-plus games, and then you get to the playoffs, and you go through all these rounds, and it's an absolute it's just goddamn goes on war. And on. Yeah. Um, you got to feel pretty good after you win that one. It's like almost winning the, the you know the Stanley Cup almost. like That's the type of path you have to take to win it. But I'm going to agree with you guys. I would probably go state championship as well, just, you know. Winning the state championship for your town, the town you grow up in, yeah. Um, especially at the XL Energy Center, yeah. Uh, it's a little different for you guys, a little easier for you guys to choose because I'm a single A guy, so like my championship game will like probably have the lower bowl filled, <laughs> and then you guys have eighteen thousand, so I'm just like not as cool there, yeah. but still pick it. Yeah. Still go yeah. Okay, and I think that's a good point too about juniors with the Clark Cup, just but. like the grind of it. Yeah, yeah but I think like. Me coming from such a small town, like I grew up so close with with the buddies that I grew up playing with. I feel like it would just well, and I do think it, I do think there's a, I mean it's close. I think there's a little more weight on Yonner because he's playing a double A schedule from a town that has fucking two thousand people living. <laughs> yeah, it's like stupid. It's like what what are these guys playing double A for? But they this keep, is ridiculous. But they keep pumping out good players in well, Rosa. Yeah, I don't like, know what the fuck they these, feed you guys That's all there is there. to do up there. Have you ever been up there in January and February? <laughs> no, but yeah. I've been up there in July. It's a hell of a <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> then it's just off-ice training. Yeah. <laughs> 12-ounce curls up in Rosa <laughs> from fucking 10 till 20 till but yeah, 80. Like, like Ols is coming from Duluth East, and it's like – He's got he's at tryouts and his his, co- his head coach is picking from like two hundred players. Yeah, we are happy to have no? a full. We cut two guys, my ear. Really? Yeah. Duluth East doesn't have like a. It's turning into like more a, numbers than that. It's turning into like a lacrosse town now. Yeah, don't cool. listen to him. He he had a lot of guys to pick from. He's trying to downplay it. <laughs> <laughs> we were lucky to have a full varsity JV squad. Yeah, we we cut two guys. Great dudes, but just couldn't make it. You know, not everyone cuts it. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, okay, next one. Stanley Cup or Olympic gold medal? Wow. Ooh. What do you think, Yonner? Wow, that's a good one. That's this a great question. Because one's like, I think, I think one, one, obviously, you you work a lot longer for mm-hmm. With the same guys, but the other one's like you're the best in this entire country. Yeah, and you made no the team. in the entire yeah world. And yeah, you're well, you're the, the you're world the best. champion. You're one of the best players in this country. Yeah, and you make the team, and then you win. You're the best in the entire on earth. Yeah, it's tough. Um, that is, I, I think I'd still go Stanley Cup just. Like we said about juniors versus high school, just how much more work it goes yeah. into it. 
And you're, I think you're probably, oh, I would definitely say Stanley Cup as yeah. well. Just because, yeah, you go through that grind, um, especially playoffs and all year long. And like, you've probably created a bond with all these guys mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't think you can possibly create in the Olympics with the amount of games they play. It's just not enough. Right. But it's close, man. I mean, to say you want a gold medal for, you know, in the Olympics, it's that's nuts. I'm going to be devil's advocate here. Stanley Cup would be insane, obviously. You know, you play 82 games, and that's just a regular season. Um, But I think just the fact of winning a medal and saying, like, you – the cliche thing you know i won this for my country yeah. or we won this for my our country i just think that's you could maybe say you would you're better you're better well remembered after that too like everyone knows 1980 yeah olympic, yeah olympic team and yeah like, i mean Mike, there's a lot of nhlers be like oh did they win a cup did they and then it's like oh yeah yeah i mean back, you, you kind of forget about it you know like who who won the cup in 2016 do you guys know mm-hmm. i don't fucking know no it's been six years. I mean, I can't. I mean, I probably can remember if someone told me like, "Oh, this is they want it," and I, yeah. can, I could probably say like, "Oh, yeah, these guys are on the team." But right now, I can't name off who won. I mean, I can tell you no. who won the 1980 Olympics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I just think that's. I would still pick a Stanley Cup, but yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Olympic gold. All right, all right. Now we're gonna change gears here with the next hypothetical. Um, really change gears. Would you rather soak a nut punch or a bad <laughs> eye gouge? Oh, a poke to the eye. Oh, no. Oh, uh, wow. Oh, Is it both eyes, like two fingers? It's just, th- I think it's, you know, it could be either one. It could be both. But it's like, you know, like, even if you take a little poke to the eye, it's like, that's tough. Yeah, but if you take a love tap to the old <laughs> that's nuggets. That's also true. It's, just, it's like. You're risking going blind or not having children yeah that's what it comes down to. <laughs> I, I think i'm so i think i'll, I'll go first yeah. here i think i'm soaking the nut punch i think i am gouge. too especially if i have to continue on you know i'm, I'm kind of talking like if you're playing a sport here like not just you know if i right now if i were to just poke Ols in the eye or punch him in the nuts what do you take i i, I want it like mid game where you have to actually like do shit afterwards you have to play <laughs> okay afterwards. so you're active okay so that's why i would pick the nut punch cuz like if i get i get like eye gouged or poked in the eye i might not be able to see the rest of the night yeah <laughs> you're going you're going nut tap too uh I I think so. I I remember one year. I think it was my sophomore junior year. Jasper Weatherby took a slap shot when I was screening in front of the net, and it hit me straight on, and Bear I there. dropped. I crippled. I didn't even. I couldn't even control it. I just went straight down. I I don't know if I'd have the same reaction for an eye gouge. I th- yeah, I'd still pick eye gouge. Yeah, you'd pick eye gouge. I, I think so. I'm going nugget tap for that exact reason. I've taken way too many pucks in that area. It hurts. It sucks. You got this big old stomach ache, and it's just sitting. One of them just goes right up India, and it's just... You're going to puke it out. Yeah. That's something I'm willing to do, and I gouge. This is what got me to where I was in hockey, my vision. IQ, just the smartest guy out there. Uh, Not the skills. (laughs) 
know, I might Straight not be able vision. to skate as fast or shoot as hard or stick handle as well, but Eyes I could outthink you. These little things right here, I could take, you know, I've taken enough punishment in the nuggets where I can take one more. Yeah. Okay. I'm along with you there. All right, our last one. It's kind of trending right now. Do you think there's more wheels or doors in the world? This this topic stresses me out because I think <laughs> about it way too much. It's so stupid. <laughs> it is stupid. But when it came across social media, it just got me going down this wormhole of God knows what. Yeah, you, you think about everything. I don't... I was kind of leaning doors, but after we were just talking earlier, I think you're right with wheels. I'm I'm going to agree. I think it's wheels and it's not close. I I also think it's wheels and it's I don't think it's close either. It's like guys, we're not thinking about all the wheels. What is the big yeah. separate what's the big gap? Like what a, separates it us? comes down to are people talking about doors like this or anything with hinges that opens but but if that's a door then everything that rotates has to be considered a wheel again wheels wins by a long shot (laughs) yeah like are we considering you know like when we used to order pizzas we're like oh yeah let's get a wheel is a pizza a wheel (laughs) but is the but is the pizza box a door yeah so those cancel out yep okay yeah unless it's a frozen pizza and you rip open the uh plastic Mm -hmm. yep yep then we have pizza wheels. But then you have it. an oven. Oh, boom. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm hotter than a tamale today, know. boys. I saw on TikTok that like, you would count like coffin doors okay. like, in a coffin. How many people have died in the history of the world? How many people have been buried just in the dirt? How many have been cremated? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll go, I'll go to war for this one. one Eight. Thing I, yeah. Mace? One thing I just thought of is cabinet doors. Yeah, that's that's one of the big arguments, but it just comes down to, uh, does that chair that you're sitting in have wheels? Yeah, it's got five. Yeah, it's got <laughs> okay. A couple of them. Yeah, there's just too there's too many in my opinion. I don't think it's close. I don't. I don't either. I don't even know. I don't know where this originated from. It's always fun when these types of things come up. It it reminded me of. Uh, it really has nothing to do with this, but it reminded me of the uh, the old. Is this dress red? Yep. Oh, or is yeah. this dress gold and white? Or is it black and blue? Yep. And everyone's like, no, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> it's white and gold. <laughs> no, it's blue and black. <laughs> it was confirmed black and blue, though, wasn't it? Eventually? I don't know. I don't know. I, thought I it still was. don't know. So let's get into oh, this. Okay. Maybe. Maybe what not. was it for you? Because it was white and gold for me. It was, was it really? It was white and gold for me, too. I thought it was black and blue. <laughs> Definitely. I thought it was black and blue, too. <laughs> I thought they confirmed it as black and blue, but I how couldn't be that, wrong on that. How does that happen? Have you ever seen those? Have you ever seen those? Uh, those? I mean, we saw them back in elementary, but I just saw them again recently where it'll play a noise or, or like a, a sound. Yep. And if you look at one word, you can yeah. hear the other. You can hear that word, and then if you look at the other word, you hear that word. It's yeah. like I, this can't be weird. That was yeah. weird. I what think is, it was like brainstorm and, and green needle. Or yeah, green, green needle, needle and brainstorm. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, and it, it makes me think. Like that just makes me question everything. I'm oh, like, oh yeah, okay. When I was talking to this guy, I heard him say this, but did he say something else? I, I don't know. I I have another one for you. I'm going to really throw us through a loop. 
just the fact about like colors. So this is like red to me, but it could be blue to you, but you call it red. Yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. one fucks my mind oh, up. Yeah. What if it goes by like eye color? I don't know. It's weird. Like what if my blue is, is my red? Yeah. It's weird. I don't, that one fucks me up. I, yeah, I I shouldn't even brought it up. But. Well, all of this just, I mean, what is, it's basically, you know, light coming from electricity or whatever it is, these lights around us or the sun, all we see is light reflecting off all these objects. Like, we don't really see these objects. It's just the light reflecting off them and then coming back and hitting our eyes. And obviously, everyone must have just different eyes. That's somehow. weird. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird to think yeah, about. Yeah, it's like Josty just gets traded the wild and he says he's colorblind, but I mean, how do how do we know? Maybe we're all colorblind. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he just can't see light. He's yeah. a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to think about your, oh, I see red and you see blue, but you call it red. Yeah. yeah. That. And Isn't that maybe fucked? Get that out of here. <laughs> Maybe it goes by eye color, like everyone with green eyes seeing sees the same. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. But somebody told me that once, and it fucking I thought about it for eight years. (laughs) It was eight years ago. I'm still thinking about it. It's fucked. Uh, All right, let's move on. (laughs) Let's get into uh, let's get into Yonner's playing career here. So Yonner, you grow up. You kind of grow up a little bit in Cruxton, right? Yeah, you, from, you from were there that. for a quick minute, and then you go to Rozo. Mm-hmm. What prompted you to go up to Rozo? Was that hockey related, or was that? <laughs> no, it was not at all. <laughs> Even when I I I lived in Crookston through fourth grade, was it like first year of squirts? Maybe I don't know. But both of my parents grew up in Rozo. My grandparents were there my mom's side of the family has like 200 relatives there like my entire family's there and so they started rozo <laughs> we're one of the founding families of rozo and they got a bunch of houses in the backwoods they come on at night <laughs> and so i was still pretty young and so was my sister and it was i feel like we spent a ton of like growing up like summers back there too so it just made sense to finally go back it was once my mom uh, switch jobs sh- sh- that she, we were able to go, go back there. Yeah. So you, just your parents kind of all wa- always wanted to go mm-hmm. back, but just, yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. Was it, was, I mean, you obviously have friends and Crookston and stuff. Like, were you mad about it at all? Or were you just like, this is awesome? No, I was not, I still remember my parents asking like, what, what do you think about us moving to Rose? I was like, yeah, let's do it. Cause I already knew a handful of people like Bob and, and yeah. like Alex Strand and, like I knew, yeah, I already knew a handful, so it was pretty easy to go. Yeah, and not to trip Crookston, but there's not much going on. <laughs> was, that was, rink is cheeks, or the old one. The, I don't the know. Old the old one was terrible. The new one's Did, not bad. Didn't they have a brick wall on one end or something? Yeah, it was <laughs> bad. I mean, we used to play like peewee or peanut jamboree. Yeah, yeah. you had to wear like long johns and wool socks because it was it was colder in there than outside i'm pretty sure there was an actual bus that played for crookston back in the day i think he was like six four as a 10 years old i I don't remember his name i hope he's doing well but (laughs) (laughs) i'm if i remember right this guy was six four as a as a 10 year old and he used to just run people over (laughs) 
they did have one of those guys. I remember I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make a business decision on going back and getting this puck and just let him take it. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am 12. He's like the pitcher from. <laughs> I am 12, five bucks in there. I mean, how cheap was that ref and bench warmers? I am 12, five bucks. Okay. He's 12. Carlos got <laughs> drunk in the dugout. <laughs> Uh, but no, it was, I think my whole family was excited to move back. It definitely wasn't based on hockey or sports yeah. or, or anything like so that. So when, I mean, were you always into hockey, like pretty deeply when you, I mean, cause I remember, I remember when you got there, you were, you know, really good at hockey. I mean, everyone knew who Zach Yon was. You played in the summers. You're a good player. Were, did you already have that love of the game f- and in Crookston, or kind of, it has to grow when you get to Rozo because that town is just straight hockey. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I, I, you know, I did love hockey from a super young age. I know, I think my dad, like a lot of hockey dads, get their kids in it right away, and you fall in love with it. But yeah, it definitely grows growing up in Rozo. Like there's, there's so much tradition and, and history there with the sport that you know, playing, growing up playing in the Memorial and the yeah. North Rink is, <clears throat> is something special. And I talk about. I think what what contributes to Rosa's success a little bit um, is kind of the pressure and tradition that you guys have behind the name Rosa Rams. Um, you probably feel a little bit more pressure and feel like you know, like everyone in the town is watching you guys. So like, there's a little more on your shoulders when you're playing hockey there. It's kind of like North Dakota, and I say why North Dakota is always good because you have a lot of pressure on your on your shoulders. To, to be a good team and, and to be successful. And I think that plays a factor into, you know, the whole season and how it goes. Um, because I, I've, I've told, you know, I, there's a lot of Sioux fans out there who, you know, like they lose, they get swept by Cornell and earlier this year, and there's probably people in the stands booing yeah North Dakota. And it's like, and other fans are like, no, like, you guys are cheating. You guys are fair weather fans. Like this team's trying hard. And I'm like, no, like boo them. You know, if you get swept at home, boo them. Yeah. That puts, you know, that, that makes those guys be like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta get her going. We yeah. all gotta get her going. Like, let's go. Right. No, that's true. That, I mean, there's, yeah, there's an expectation to perform. Yeah. And I, I'm like growing up, our youth program is blue and white. Uh, because they are, they say you got you got to earn the green and white once you get to high school. You know you have to put in your time and, and earn it and prove yourself. Yeah. And I think just the just us knowing that we're a, a very small fish in a big pond playing double A um, with like a ninth through twelfth grade enrollment of like three fifty. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know you you have that pressure, and and it I love growing up with that. You know it definitely pushes you as a player and as a team to perform. And we had a, my age had a really great group of kids going through. And so we made the most of it. Did you know when you were going to Rozo that your kind of age group was pretty good at hockey? Yeah. I, th- I think when you, especially like in a small town, it, it can kind of sometimes go in waves as far as, you know, just numbers of kids going out. Yeah. And there's every few years, there's always a group of kids, it seems like, that really come together, like, for us, it was seven or eight of us that just were always at the rink, always at the north rink, um, putting in time. And so I think, especially in, I think like right around Pee Wee's, you know, we knew that we had a good team, especially our second year, we won state, we beat 
you know, like the big teams like Woodbury and Edina, and we knew we could compete with those cities teams. Yeah. And obviously, there as you get older, there becomes that gap. But I think we did the most of it to. That's that's another that's another huge thing you guys have to your advantage in Rozo is that that rink that stays open twenty four seven that you can skate at any time of the day whenever you want <laughs> you can sleep over there if you want it's like <laughs> the doors are just always open the ice is just always here for yeah. you guys like I think that's such an advantage and I like I always get at like I I look at because even when I was growing up you know East Grand Forks is it's it's small. There's eight thousand people there. It's not as small as Rozo, but when we were growing up, like Pee Wee's, in Pee Wee's we took fifth in state. In Bantams we took third in state. We beat Maple Grove. We lost to Woodbury in the semis, and then we beat Grand Rapids. It was a really good team. Or it wasn't Grand Rapids. It was someone else. I can't remember. But it's like I'm thinking about how can we compete with these teams that have so many options from players they're picking and then i get down here and i start living here when i'm older nowadays and i'm driving around in the summers and i'm realizing like this is why we're better up there because these kids have so many things to do down here they can drive five minutes down the road and go on the lake (laughs) they can do this they can do that they're not thinking about hockey when i was growing up it was like what do i want to do um I can't really fucking do anything, <laughs> so I might as well just play, you know, shoot pucks and yeah. play hockey and do it, you know, further my game. And right. I think that has a huge part to do with it. Like, Rozo, there's probably not much for you guys to do up there. I mean, you, you <laughs> golf, you might go fishing, hunting, yeah. I mean, obviously all that stuff, but it's like, you got to work on the game. Right. For a good six months out of the year, when you can't be outside golfing, fishing, all that, it's, yeah, it's hockey. That's all there was and that's all we did like right after school go to practice right after practice go to the north rink open hockey for like three hours so i have a question we've had this discussion before and we've talked about you know getting kids out to do other activities you know play different sports what side do you kind of lean on as far as being like a multi-sport athlete or yeah one yes i think today's day and age which this kind of sucks but i feel like you can either be average at a few or great at one yeah that's a great for a lot of people yeah there's some people that can really excel at a couple sports and they're just freak athletes or whatever it is but i think that's kind of what it comes down to i mean if you want to if you want to play division one hockey now or division one in any in any sport you got to kind of practice it focus on it year round yeah which i don't know if that's a good thing i mean it kind of takes away just the sheer athleticism of kids you know playing other sports that was that was my debate was you know you want to be an all-around athlete Mm -hmm. but it does that's a great point yeah i i hadn't heard that side of it before and that's very interesting so i just wanted to hear that i'm also a sick golfer so (laughs) (laughs) had a boy welcome to the has-beens talk about yourself a little bit yeah what's the handicap over there Uh, it's it's single digits oh yeah yeah. i bet you i bet she's a seven seven to nine probably Early on, yeah, early and then on. I bet you it gets low the more you to yeah. five, yeah. maybe. I bet I bet you, you could. Uh, I don't know. I bet you four <laughs> or five, yeah. four or five. I'll give you four <laughs> or five. <laughs> You're about there too. Yeah, pumping at three fifty off the tee. God no, used to though. Is it like uh, you know? Okay, this this hole's three hundred and fifty yards, so I I'm really good with my pitching wedge today. 
So I'm going to want to be 150 out from this. No, no. I've, I've played with guys like that. They're like, you know, I mean, that's a that's probably the smart way to play. But it's like, I didn't come out here and pay $50 to no. play 18 to not hit my driver off the fucking tee. To lay I, up. I, I walk up to every tee box, put my beer down, and then tee up and smoke it as far as I can. Yeah, me too. Me too. I try, I try and think that I'm good sometimes. In tournaments, I, I play tournaments every once in a while. I'll take you know a few holes. I'll be yeah, like, ah, yeah, it's probably yeah. not the smart play. But when I'm out there playing with friends, I'm ripping it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have, you have to. to. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best in scramble. You got all three guys go before you. <laughs> yeah. One of them's down the middle, and you're like, I mean, I'm in a fucking happy Gilmore this. You put that best guy to just put a safe one out the middle. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the guys that really spray it step up. That was the Rozo Youth Hockey Association mm-hmm. up there in the summers when we went, went great. back and That's visited. That's a great yeah. day. <laughs> you just get cranked and then do a big scramble with five-man yeah. scramble. Oh. There's like... 40-some teams I love all it. spread out around There's the always that group that, like, f- most of the time finishes first or second, and, and no guy in the team had any drinks, and they're taking it so seriously. It's like, buddy, do you really feel that cool? My team just had 100-plus drinks between the, the four of us. You're not that cool. I mean, no. we, we can't even see straight. Yeah, you might have beat us, but did you have a good time out there? No, and you, I we, play better after a, a few, too. If I, like, try to, like... Take it seriously. That's when my game goes way down. There's oh, always yeah. that comfort zone when yep. you're golfing, like right in that slot. If you got right, spot. if you're right in the pocket, you're like, "This is the best I am." I can understand why John Daly was so good out yeah. there. <laughs> you're just not overthinking anything. You just step up, swing, see where it goes. Cranking beers and darts, <laughs> <laughs> diet cokes and darts on the tour, and then he just crush beers afterwards. That guy's an athlete. Crush, crush a six pack at the turn and then head back out. <laughs> All right, should we dial back into Yonner's career? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you go from Rozo. Um, well, you know, how did you guys – I, I kind of keep wanting to go on Rozo here. You had some really good teams, so you play – you win Baname State, which is pretty – I mean, that's nuts because back in the – nowadays, I don't like what they're doing nowadays. They got single A and double A split yeah. up. And you played two different state tourneys like high school. Yeah, and we're back, going through it was just one. Back when we were playing, it was just all all one. You know, it's just everyone plays against each other, which I liked. Um, but yeah, so you guys win state Bantams. That was pretty incredible. I remember playing against you guys. You were only a first year, so your team was still good. Your first year mm-hmm. Bantams and Peewees, but not as elite as your when you were a second year Peewee and Bantam. Yeah, because I think it was it was kind of my class that had that core group of guys that yeah. would really step up. So our second year Peewees, we won state, and then second year Bantams too. So then you go from, you're in Rosa, when do you, how do you make the decision? Did you graduate and then go to juniors? Yeah, yeah. It's, maybe it's a northern Minnesota thing, maybe it's just Rosa, but it's kind of, it's not a real popular move to to leave high school early. Yeah. I, I mean, guys have done it. Like Aaron Ness did it. Um, he did. Yeah, he accelerated. He was a. Oh yeah, he yeah, went he accelerated straight to, to the U. Yeah, yeah. he won. Well, he won Mister Hockey his, his junior year, and then went on to the U. I mean, I remember watching that guy in high school. He was insane. <laughs> it was. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this that, that's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing out there. But not many people do it. Um, I hadn't never really seriously considered doing it. Um, yeah. And I don't think any of us really did. I know, like, Cole Bukeson was another guy on our team. was a great player, great D. Um, 
he had the op. He almost went to the dub, I remember, kind of early, um, but kind of came to his senses and stayed back. I mean, there's this, For we had sure. a great group of guys. And, and I suppose all it. you guys are like convincing those guys to come back. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need them. We need every player we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then you leave Rosa, you go to Bismarck. Yeah. With, with Alex Strand, that's your first junior team? Yeah. Yeah, right after... Uh, Right after the state tournament, my senior year, I remember actually I was almost, there was something with the USHL, but I was going to go to Dubuque, I believe, right after. But there's something that didn't work, that didn't work out. So Al and I went to Bismarck for a few months um, right after. And then you playing well there and you get called up to the USHL? Or... Yeah, I remember, yeah, because I didn't, I don't know about you guys, but when I was in high school, I didn't know a ton about junior hockey. No. Yeah. And so... I remember kind of halfway through my senior year, Bismarck was calling and they're like, yeah, like, if, you know, sign with us. We can bring you in after your season. I was like, sure. Okay. And that was before I was committed to a college or anything. And I didn't really know what my next steps were going to be. Um, but yeah, no, went to Bismarck. Um, I remember it being, we were only supposed to be there for like a few weeks to a month, but we actually ended up making a pretty good playoff push, uh, making it to not the finals, but it might've been semifinals for the league. Um, but no, that was a good stint. I, I enjoyed it. And then shortly after that season, Fargo called, um, and they struck, they really struggled that year before and they had some high draft picks and some ten some tenders and stuff. So I signed a tender with them and went after my senior year. Were you committed to college at this point or did you work your way there through Fargo? No, I was committed in high school. Um, around like February, I want to say it was shortly before the state tournament. I think we might've been. It was during playoffs, I think, is what was when I committed. So, I mean, what are your options there? You know, the, did you only kind of have your eyes on one option, or were there um, through like the elite league, which you guys know about the elite league, like kind of the Minnesota high school league that goes on before each high school season, um, heavily recruited. Um, we, I kind of talked to St. Cloud, I remember a little bit, and maybe one or two others, like my junior year, but wasn't anything super intense. And then kind of the second half of my senior year was when more teams got involved. Um, like St. Cloud was a little bit in the picture. Um, I think the U was a little bit, but I'd never had any interest because I don't know my dad played there and I just didn't really, at that time I was such a homebody too. I was like, God, the U like huge, like too far from home i don't want to yeah. go <laughs> yeah yeah um, uh, i think bemidji a little bit too yale was kind of an odd one that was out of nowhere um did you have the grades to go there or did you just cheat on your, your test <laughs> i think oh, i yeah, had I'm the grades I, I remember it, them saying like you know just yeah good acts grades and we can get you in but it's kind of the same thing they wanted me to come up for a visit and i was like no like i'm not going east i don't want to yeah, go that far yeah, <laughs> yeah i went out to umass lowell and it was like it was fun, completely different. Yeah. But it's like when you're on the East Coast, it's like this doesn't feel like home. When but I you, didn't know anything about East yeah. Coast hockey when I was it is. With juniors, like I was you, like, "What's after high school?" <laughs> you don't because you grow up in Minnesota and you watch you watched the WCHA. Yeah, you watch you know? the U and yeah. North Dakota. Yeah, and yeah exactly. <laughs> so, and you don't even know like. The only time you ever hear about these other schools are during the, the national tournament, yeah. mm -hmm. and that's even if you watch. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, like yeah, I remember, are these people? I, I remember yeah. when I decommitted from Denver my senior year, um, my advisor, he's from out, he was out 
he was from out east and he's like he knows he knew the coach on Providence and Northeastern and he's like no yeah these are really good schools you could go to you know I think you should check them out and I'm like buddy I'm not going over there I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not going out east <laughs> like I'm going back to the Midwest <laughs> I wish I would have explored it though especially like like yeah. a university like Yale I'm, looking back would have been cool at least like explore that option oh, yeah. like I just kind of was like fuck no <laughs> <laughs> okay so then you get to Roseau you know what's or sorry you get to Fargo what's that experience like you know it's kind of your first full year playing juniors out of high school mm-hmm. um, you're in Fargo great spot close to home yeah like I wanted to be yeah, yeah no it was good I I went with with Cole Bukeson so it was nice to have someone that I kind of grew up with just to make the the transition away from home graduating high school a little easier um but it was it was a step like i don't know about you guys but it was a big step for me to make that jump from high school to juniors um which makes you appreciate the guys who go from high school to college oh my gosh yeah how the hell did you do that (laughs) it's just stupid all right and i think (laughs) non-hockey people don't realize like how big that step is and how necessary juniors is yeah like you tell someone that doesn't know hockey like what's junior hockey like they don't know anything no like it's a place you have to play after high school, before college, <laughs> yeah. to get ready for college, you're like, oh, like, why, do, why don't these, these guys do, didn't play juniors? You gotta, you gotta why you graduating college at 25? <laughs> you gotta do that. Ezekiel Elliott went straight into Ohio State. <laughs> Nobody talking about it. <laughs> but yeah, it is. I mean, it's a very necessary step, it I'd is. say. And I mean, there's not. There's not too many players who come from high school and go straight to college and do well. I mean, I remember watching Brock Nelson come from Oro, go straight to North Dakota. And mm-hmm. Even he was like, everyone's like, oh, Brock Nelson, he's he's not that good. What the hell? You know, he was great in high school. He's not, obviously, he turned out to be unbelievable. Yeah. But it's just a fucking huge step. Well, there's, there's learning curves, you know. Juniors isn't quite college, mm-hmm. but there's... You know, be, being a, you learn how to be away from home. You learn how to, you yep. know, create relationships yeah. with different guys yeah. and like kind of get out of your shell. And it's like just an. Not only is it that step, hockey wise, skill wise, but in personal lives too. Right. How to be responsible too without your parents yes. telling you, "Hey, dude, like, yeah, yeah, don't go out with your buddies this Friday night. <laughs> yeah. if you have a game. I don't know, whatever <laughs> it is, like, yeah." How to kind of be responsible on your own too? You know, yeah, That's clean up thing. your room, wake yeah. up on time, you know, get to school, <laughs> mm-hmm. all this stuff. Yeah. You know, change your oil, yeah, on your car. <laughs> your parents, yeah, your, well, your, yeah. Parent, Ols- your parents come we visit. We found out Olsa's ten thousand miles over on his car. <laughs> Dad, I apologize, man. I get busy. I'm like you in the car. My mind's racing. I don't look up at the damn sticker and see that it's ten thousand miles over. That's <laughs> always that's always a thing. I can't remember like. I, I'll never forget when we're in Ann Arbor, all of us are just away from home and every guy, you know, you hop into every guy's car and it's just like their engine lights on. I'm like, yeah, I don't want my fucking engine lights on. You, know? it's like, you look up at this sticker and you're like, well, you're 4,000 miles over in oil. That's probably why. Moving through. <laughs> yeah. Just those little things. But I did want to get into like what, when you get in, that that first you know month when you move into the billet family home mm-hmm. from your house like how awkward is that the weirdest part for me like obviously like most billets are great like they're un, unreal people and it's like shouldn't be weird at all but it is and i still remember like my first month with my billets like it'll be like nine o'clock at night and i'm like 
kind of fucking starving. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't want to just mosey into I, someone's kitchen. I don't want to just open their fridge and like start taking food out of them. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? This is my house. Like, it's yeah. someone else's house. Like, I'm not gonna dig in their fridge and just start making something in the kitchen. <laughs> like, that was, the, that, was the, that was the hardest part for me to get over. And then eventually, like, that goes away. And then obviously, I'm, you know, back in the kitchen at nine. 9 p.m. fucking making pizza rolls or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my my billets uh <clears throat> in Sioux City especially, Mike Barazia, B House, Jordan Schmaltz lived there. Uh good fella. Chris, this guy, we got home from a bus trip at 3 a.m. and he's cooking French toast. On the, <laughs> on, on the thing. I'm like I'm, Mike, go to bed. And he's like, no, you guys are probably hungry after a long trip. I'm like, <laughs> That's how so many billets are, though. They're they are. They're just the best Great people. people. Great people. And it was just like, well, yeah, I am kind of hungry. So I'd sit <laughs> I'll down. Eat and, yeah. I'll eat it. I'm yeah. not <laughs> and you know? I had great ones, too, in Fargo. And then with a little stint in Waterloo, too. It's Yeah, they're, it, it is awkward at first, just kind of breaking the ice and whatever else. You just kind of feel like you're getting dumped off into oh, someone's yeah. house. but. And they tell you, like, the first day and first week, like, mm. no, this is your house now. Do whatever you want. And you're like, yeah, okay. It's not my house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> you're, not my, you're not my mom. You're not my dad. <laughs> so did you have any, like, did you have any, did you play any, I mean, you, you got traded to Waterloo to, for a little playoff push. Mm-hmm. How was that? Yeah, so I was a year, well, I played a year and then half a year in Fargo. Um, and then ended up getting traded to Waterloo kind of for their playoff push. Um, and I loved it in Waterloo. I that was I I liked it in Fargo too. There was some things that weren't the greatest experience just with some of the organization, but um once I went to Waterloo, I was really happy. I I think, you know, when a team trades for a player, you they give you the opportunity and I felt like I really got that there. For sure. Um, and really took advantage of it. And yeah, we made a great playoff push. We made it to just about the final, right before the final semis or a conference finals. Um, and yeah, no, it was, it was a great experience. I was happy that I ended what my What were your career. initial thoughts when you got traded? Were you, you were kind of like, yeah, this is, this is exciting. Yeah. Like, well, I, I asked for a trade twice. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. First time I got no, the first time I got talked out of it, second time I got blown up at. Really? Who's talking you out of it? Kerry Eads? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's like, well, my, one of my best players wants to be traded. <laughs> you know, as a coach, you got to think like, well, what do I got to say to this guy? I, I, I don't want to trade him. I'm one of my best players. <laughs> it's like, how do you play that? You know, no, 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 you're. You know, we want you here. Yeah, and I and I liked it in Fargo. Looking back on it, I did enjoy it, but there were some things that frustrated me um, that I just felt like was best for me to to try elsewhere. And yeah, so when they told me, I was I was nervous but excited. Um, you know, being traded, just jumping ship to somewhere else is obviously a little I don't know intimidating. Yeah, and I remember going into it too because PK Hanley, the coach there in Waterloo, and I remember like how many stories I heard from. From other guys about just some back in his wild days apparently but when i got yeah. there he was just the greatest nicest guy ever he's I heard, still to this day one of my favorite coaches i b- believe he's just one of those it's no different than 
you know, I hated playing against so-and-so, but off the ice, he was a great dude. I'm sure it's the same way with PK. The guy's oh, a psycho yeah. to opposing teams, an absolute <laughs> nut job. But for his players, they're probably like, oh, yeah, this guy's fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, it's got to be like, it's got to be kind of similar to like Hack and Jacks. Like when, when Hack and Jacks, like Hack was the head coach at North Dakota. I mean, those guys would, they'd kind of chirp players on the other team and, oh, like, scare, oh. and like scare them and it's like these guys are like tough guys like hack and jacks tough guys yeah. like do you don't want to mess with them <laughs> like they're chirping you and you're looking over like oh my god the coach is chirping me <laughs> that really goes to your head no matter what oh, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. It's like, you think what? it's some you think it's some like idiot player chirping you look over it's the coach you're like oh my Grown ass man. <laughs> I don't know what to say. This. Yeah. <laughs> He's asking me to go outside. I'm not. I'm not going outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So then, that whole year, were you, were you kind of like you knew you were going to the college the next year, kind of thing? Like, you yeah. Know? Well, for one, I was an overager. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was. I think two years was always kind of the plan before going into to UND. For sure. So then you step on the UND's campus. You know, what's it like when you get there? What's I mean, the experience like? Like going in that summer going in, like there's something about it. Like there's a feeling everyone has. Like what what were you feeling? It, yeah. I mean I don't I was just blown away. Obviously, like the first time stepping on that ice, especially for the first game in front of a crowd, is like something you can't even describe. And I think that's what brings a lot of people or that's what attracts so much attention is the facilities they have and obviously like the tradition and kind of how you compared it to Rosa was kind of a big reason why I chose it is, you know, you have that expectation and that to, to be great and to, you know, they're, they're going to push you there. Um, but no, it was, yeah, it was, it was, an, it was insane. I know. And it was nice going into it with a couple guys I knew like Colton Pullman and yeah. Cole Smith, you know, the Northern Minnesota kids too. So it was nice to, again have that transition be a little easier with them around no did you do you i can't remember did you come in that that's that summer before you started your freshman year and yep do skates and workouts and stay in whatever yeah we were in staying we were in norin yeah it's like for a that weird, summer it's yeah like different i mean i stayed at home because my parents are seven minutes yeah out. right i remember this dixon is, did too and colt did yeah. a lot this is bs <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, how's the transition so, for you yeah it's <laughs> was there Ols was there my freshman summer yeah and he wasn't even coming in and he was oh, there really? hanging all those are he was in a dorm he was in a dorm <laughs> And the next room over was like Murph and Stitch. Yeah. And these guys said, you know, these we're talking about two Canadians who, you know, they in inside their room in the summer. No, no, listen to this. So you're in the dorm room. I mean, it's a tiny room. I mean, what is it? Ten feet by twelve feet. You know, like it's tiny. It's a closet. And you got, and you got two. Yeah, and you got two. You got a bunk bed in there, and maybe a futon or whatever. The bathroom is maybe ten steps away at all times. <laughs> well, these guys, these guys had like gallon water jugs filled with piss because they couldn't make it to the bathroom. They had to piss in the in the jug. They were they were the two wildest guys ever. I'm going to say one thing. So originally, they brought me in that summer because they didn't know if Rocco was going to leave or not. Yeah, do you have plans to go in? Maybe. That, so so yeah. had Rocco signed in the off season in the summer, I would have been the extra forward oh. that would have gone in with Gage's class. Oh, I didn't know that. And so whatever it happened, Rocco ended up staying, but I spent the whole summer. It was me, Marv, 
Wade Murphy and Troy Stetcher. And we don't know a fucking soul <laughs> at UND. Gage is at his house living with <laughs> Tom or whoever the fuck. Paul Ledoux's living at his house living with whoever. And so it's me and these two Canadians. We were waking up late for workouts. Uh. <laughs> you know, I'm trusting these guys to like knock on my door and shit. And we're 20 Just minutes late and we're booking it. We, n- none of us have a car. <laughs> So we're running everywhere. We're walking to classes. All of a sudden, the boys are like, yeah, we're having a get-together at the Ant Hill. And they're like, we're like, oh, can somebody pick us up? They're like, no, we'll just go ahead and walk. We counted our steps over to the Ant Hill from across the bridge all the way down University. It was like 1,600 steps. Just us three waddling down the road. That was like so what Colton Dix, to, uh, both of them did to us, too. Because it was me, Cole Smith, and Pesky kind of in like those dorm suites or whatever yeah. it was the same thing it was just like what the hell oh, like, yeah. they're home getting home cooked yeah. meals we're like waking up at 7 a.m going down to wherever the dining hall was eating tutti frutti yeah tuck was also kind of hanging out yeah. with us too and he was also living at home yeah and luke johnson also at home <laughs> we're all just at home <laughs> it was a fucking joke well what i still remember one of the funniest stories was and i think Ols was kind of roped in with these two clowns from British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one. There was one workout that Stetch, Murph, and I think Ols just didn't come to. <laughs> And, and they just they just they just fucking missed it. And we're like, everyone's like, where are these guys? Like, what are they doing? So then, like, we see them. Like, we see them later. And, I still remember Stetch and Murph. They're like, yeah, no, I mean, we were just really tired. So we figured we we just work out later in the afternoon. And we're all like, that's that's not a fucking option. <laughs> we, we all work out as a team. You don't just work out whenever you feel like it. You the know? audacity like, is a freshman. And they said that to the older guys. And obviously the older guys are like, who the fuck are these guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then then I showed up. I, I, I think it was the same summer. I put on the little helmet that uh pooley had in the workout room and i was doing plyometrics with the helmet on i think dude i didn't fit in at all but it was hilarious you know me i'm just fucking around the whole time tucker's tucker's working out with us too and he's like who the fuck is this guy i'm just acting like a total moron god we had some of the best nights in that summer, though, Oles. Oh, yeah. But also some of the, I mean, it was some of the worst nights. Oh, there's like, some times where we're, time we're, could not move oh, slower. Like, and this summer, like, this was when we had that, this this sophomore class that their freshman year, they had gotten in a lot of trouble. And then they kind of, like, <laughs> let off their leash a little bit this summer. So they're like, oh, we're out of the dorms living in a place. Like, it would. <laughs> Freedom. This whole summer, it'd be, like, Wednesday. And they're like, hey. You guys got to come over the until the Rays are playing the Marlins. It's a big one. <laughs> and we're like, the fuck are you talking about? If you don't get over here, you guys are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. It was yeah, also that, like just the intimidation of everything. And there'd be those kind of comments. You're like, oh, my God. I, I wasn't a big drinker when I got there. When I left, I loved beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, well, like what I can't remember your your rookie party. Like, what was that? A did we make those guys do kind of like a full rookie party thing? Or yeah, was that, yes. Is that the we didn't do a rookie party? 
Yeah, we didn't. We kind of did a fake one too because we the, the the year before I got in there was the year Kajula got sent to the hospital and everyone yeah. got in trouble and and you know they banned the rookie party like you guys are done. Yeah, and then um, then so you didn't have one. Then my year we went to the cabin for a trip. Yeah, and we yeah, did like yeah. a semi version, not even, not even anything. I mean, still a good time. Oh, it was. We yeah. did that and a rookie party. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we actually. I think we actually. <laughs> that ran, was a blast. I think. Rookie party. Yeah, I think we actually ran them through the full rookie yes. party. That was that was a hell of a time. It oh, was. Yeah, it I was. I thought it was so fun. I think we all and it, it's something that brings the team so much closer. Yes. Like yeah. It's, it's it's kind of like freaky going into it because you're just like oh my god like what is this but it's awesome it's it's such a good thing like the whole time you're dreading it and when you're a freshman you're like this is so stupid why would they ever do this yeah (laughs) i'm gonna tell the coaches this is fucked (laughs) i feel uncomfortable yeah (laughs) when it's over and then like you're a sophomore and you're a junior or senior you're like this is the best. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> My freshman t- year was at the bin yeah. in the garage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I remember> that. <laughs> that was good. Which was disgusting. I'm pretty sure they took yeah. out like 80 trash, like trash bags. It was out of basically the, the whole floor was like filled with like five inches of trash water. Yeah. Oh. And they're just standing in there all day with like naked, just like <laughs> shivering. <laughs> That's all we'll say. That's all we'll say. <laughs> we didn't haze them. <laughs> There's no hazing going on. <laughs> I actually think by the end of it, there's a couple of us that are in better shape than the sophomores and upper class. Oh yeah, it's it's an event for you guys, but it, <laughs> yeah. for the upper yeah, class, the it's a straight it. shit show. <laughs> it's almost yeah. more dangerous. It's actually funny at UND. You have all the freshmen. All the freshmen typically in the Ironman score really well on the on the you know, the workouts and stuff. And then as you get a little older, it starts to fade <laughs> off. Like these guys are like, you know, like finished, they used to finish third or fourth. And now they're like 12th and 13th. Your like, vertical goes down. Oh yeah. Too. Like, oh wow. Why, why am I not as strong? Why <laughs> can I jump this high? Maybe it's cause I just, you know, had 2000 beers last season. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was a freshman, I maybe had maybe 200. Yeah. <laughs> I finish bottom five in Ironman every year. So. <laughs> I'm not. I don't do well in the gym. Yeah. It's a joke. Um, so, Yonder, like, what's your what's your you know memory from UND and like being a freshman, being a sophomore, like any experiences that stick out to you? Um, I mean, what's it like? You guys are in Walsh Hall too, right? Yeah, yeah. Our freshman year we were. Like, what do you think about Walsh Hall? It isn't, you know, it's absolute, I mean, it's not, I'm not going to say it's a dump, but it's a dump. It's a dump. <laughs> but it's awesome. I mean, when we were going there, it's not like this anymore, but when we were going there, it's just an all-guy dorm. For and us, it was co-ed. Was it really? Yeah. So, And it was like, it wasn't even by root or by like floor. It was every other room. Really? Yeah. When we went there, when I was there freshman year, all male. Yep. We had the Walsh Warriors out yep. front. <laughs> We were I playing remember, vids. I remember it was Walsh Hall, all guys, right next door, Squires, Squires. all girls. Yep. So, I mean, we were just like, you know, there's no girls in here. So, like, we'd go out in the courtyard with a Nerf football and just be like, we're chucking balls at windows. Just to try to, <laughs> try to get someone to come out and open the window and be like, what's what's going on? Like, hey, hey want to come out here? For us, it was <laughs> a couple steps outside the hall. <laughs> yeah. 
but no, it was, yeah, Walsh is a special place. I mean, it is a dump. I remember like a week into when we moved in there, someone put this massive hole in the wall. Like you could have walked in it and it was just like opened up to the, all this piping, whatever it was. <laughs> Didn't get fixed till like end of second semester. It was there all year. <laughs> and And so this is where you took off and then I had Yonner for a year. They lived together at what was your house called? Did you guys have a house name? Yeah, the the Res. The Res, yeah. Um, Which place? What was that? The six, the six was, bedroom. It was by that elementary school. The school, like right on campus, the by school like the of school blind. of the blind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah, right yeah, back yeah, in there. It's yeah. kind of a residential area. And so we had this is a great story. We had a Halloween party, and it was basically <laughs> just us, you know, a few people scattered or whatever. And we showed up late to it. The guys that lived in that house showed up. I was oh, like yeah. an hour late, and I walk, got home, and there's like eighty people. <laughs> we were playing beer pong downstairs or whatever. And do I mention names or no? Anyway, by the end of the night. Somebody had popped all the tiles out of the, you the know, basement. <laughs> yeah. all the tiles are popped out. They're like almost like yeah. dust and glitter, like everywhere. Smitty. It, it was, was Smitty yeah. who lived in that house with us. There's videos of Smitty. him just like Smitty. shirt off, of course, like jumping up into the ceiling, just blowing them up. And it looks like there's a blizzard in the basement. I remember Smitty doing some of that stuff. And I'm like, dude, like you're going to have to clean this up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You can't reason with that guy no. at that point, though. No, he just gets in his moan and he goes. But that was funny. That was a fucking great night. A lot of great costumes. That's always a night I look forward to. Oh, yeah. For sure. I think we had a lot of the football players over that night. Yeah. Who were also destructive. So you guys, so you guys, when you came in, you were overagers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so From- we only really went, all of us, besides, like, I think Pesky and Josty. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Because Ludi was too, I think. Yeah, so we were all turning 21 our freshman year. So were you guys – I remember this my freshman year because I, I had to wait till my junior year to go to the bars, and I used to get furious. We'd finish the weekend, and all the 21-year-olds – we have a party lined up, and all the 21-year-olds are like, yeah, you know, we're going to check out Bonzers, and we're coming right over after. Don't you worry. And it's like, no – I already know you're not coming over. Here. You're going sh- to fucking show up at 1 a.m. And you're going to miss the whole goddamn party. And I want you guys here because you're my goddamn friends. The parties go till 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. But I think, like, even though we turned 21 kind of halfway through our freshman year, we still stuck with the, like, the house parties more. I mean, those are kind of more They're fun. Better. Yeah. After you do They're a better. year of the bars, you're like, ah, like, the house parties kind of sound yeah. better yeah. again. Yeah, I'm also kind of on the opposite side, too, though. Like, I loved the house parties, you know, my first two, three years. Loved it. Mm-hmm. But then when you when you come in as an overager and then all of a sudden you're a senior and you're 24, 25 years old, that's where I was kind of like, oh, maybe I'll go down to the bars and check the scene out and yeah. end up back there. But, like, the first year or two, even if you're 21, I For think sure. it was fun to get that more college atmosphere party I loved scene. the parties. Oh, loved yeah. Them. Loved them. <laughs> oh, it's like now, like, I don't know when the last time I was at a, a house party, but I would kill for one right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, get these stumble bar- back get to the dorms bars, after. Get these bars out of here. I'm going to walk around. If Minnesota wins the Big Ten on Saturday, <laughs> you can find me walking down the streets. <laughs> <Just looking laughs> Dinky town. Just 
just probably shave my face, try to look a little younger. Like, oh, is a party here? <laughs> Let me come in. <laughs> well, these guys are in Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are. Sorry, um, boys. <laughs> this weekend, this house is open. Yeah. Um, Mace, yeah. Mace, what's the address here? Yeah, get a shuttle going back and forth. We'll look up the address. Uh, we're right going to have a party. Mary Uchi, or Friday. Friday. Yeah. We're going to throw one from Friday. It's going to end on Sunday at 12. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll get Fabio down here. I'll scoop people over at the campus, bring them up here. Yeah. That's, That's like those, no, those house parties. When you were a freshman, did you ever get texted by the seniors or whatever, whoever hosted the party? And they're like, hey, freshies, yep. get the fuck over here and clean my house. You guys would do that to us. Maybe not you personally, but the pit. We clean that thing a couple fuck of times. Fuck yeah. Because my fucking freshman year, dude, that was the absolute worst. Because Cam Johnson wasn't cleaning. He'd just show up and sit on the fucking couch. Who do you think was cleaning that shit? It's me, John, and Tucker. And Pogo. Schmally wasn't. Oh yeah. Schmally wasn't. There's Cam always, wasn't. There's always there's always a couple guys that they they're not doing it. So so you're damn right, John woke <laughs> up Sunday mornings and John was like, Hey, he squeegeed out his own bathroom, but he's like, Everywhere else yours. You clean it up. He wants John, his area tight. But... I remember John's John's room in the bin. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, that was just <laughs> with with Gersich <laughs> area Wilkie, 51. You did Gersich, not go Wilkie, there. Besser, and all Gardner, all yeah. those guys. <laughs> John's room John's room. He put his own. He he gets into this house and like you know you you move into a college house. You're just like, oh, this is my room. Great, whatever it's done. <laughs> well, John finds his room here and he's like, okay, you know what size door handle is this? Okay, I'm going to Menards. I'm getting a new door with a key, on. <laughs> and I'm locking this motherfucking door every day. Yeah. <laughs> so his door is always locked, <laughs> and then you get him to open it up every once in a while, and you yeah. look inside, and it's just pristine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, John, you know what? You're a cocksucker. If you got him in the right condition, he would open it up to the party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when John got a little extra loose, he was going to slightly open that door. Oh, he put on a show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but back to the back to the only guys. I have a good story about um, certain guys not cleaning. So, like, obviously I lived at 420 that was the party house that one year. Um, we'd have parties every weekend, and it was just constantly trashed every Sunday. And the freshmen would clean it sometimes, but we weren't as hard as other people. So, like, we would have – obviously, you are you have to clean it sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, we cleaned this place. You know, Stetch was, Stetch was the best at cleaning it. He cleaned really well. And then Paul and Tom would obviously clean, and, and I would be cleaning. But – Larry LJ is also living with us, and, and he he never cleaned <laughs> the bear. The bear, the bear would never. I mean, he's you know we're all just sweeping, throwing things away, and he's laying on the couch watching Trailer Park Boys, just, you know, just leaning back, just watching Trailer Park Boys. No, can that I still remember. I still remember because Paul's Paul's his cousin, so like they grew up like kind of best friends, and um, we're all cleaning this place, just hung titties. <laughs> Just pissed, like, wow, fucking, I gotta clean this shit up. And <laughs> Paul goes, LJ, fucking clean something up with us, goddammit. And <laughs> LJ always had the best movie quotes. Like, <laughs> he just always spit out a random movie quote and he, he goes straight dumb and dumber and he just, he's laying there and it's silent and he goes, 
sorry, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> and, and all of us start fucking dying laughing. We're all dying laughing. And then we're just like, nah, he doesn't have to clean. <laughs> we're not going to make That's him clean. That's funny. Yeah. That was a really good one. <laughs> You're let off, LJ. That's yep. all right. We were all pretty good at it. I don't think there's anyone that maybe Dix and Joe kind of avoided it once in a while. Yeah. I don't remember them at the pit. Never, yeah. I mean, never. It was... I mean, Dix probably just played it off like, oh, I didn't know you guys were clean. <laughs> yeah. And then Josie was probably like, no, I was rolling out my legs. <laughs> Josie would be mid-party, just like we'd be all like, it'd be a full rager and he'd be on the couch with like one of those like <laughs> hand, like, those yeah. hand rollers. That's another thing with the wheels. It's got a bunch of yeah. wheels. Yeah, there you go. He's got one of those hand rollers and he's just rolling out his legs mid-party. And it's like, Josie, you've been rolling out your legs for eight hours now. Like, I, think, I think they're good to go, man. He's like, punch them like making sure they're ready for the next game <laughs> so i understand that one yeah but no we had some good ones yeah it was the worst thing though waking up in the dorms on a sunday morning yes crusty eyed just heart pounding oh yeah and then you get a text get over here and clean. don't want to do anything yeah. yeah you get a text from the grumpy old senior like, get the fuck over here you're dumping out place. 150 wounded soldiers in the sink yeah. that was the worst oh. thing in the world you oh, go to a party they drink snow. they drink half a beer and then they put it down they're like oh where's my beer give me a new one <laughs> you realize when you're cleaning those places that maybe it i think it's over half i think it's over 50 percent they're not drinking no really you think i think i bet you it's close to 50 percent. <laughs> it might is. even be over when you're cleaning because usually when you crush a beer you just toss it in the trash <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like a reward like i just crush this <laughs> <laughs> trash <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> if you drink the whole thing you're not putting an empty on the table you're no. like let's get this fucking thing out of here <laughs> 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 but that's why it sucks as a freshman too because freshmen buy all the beer yeah so you buy all this beer then you show up to clean the next morning and there's a hundred beers that <laughs> are half full that's, yeah that's another that's another thing i want to mention that when you're a freshman you buy the beer for the party yeah i like so that rule that, it yeah. is it's, it's a great rule but there's always those guys who are sandbaggers so you know, we we would switch off. My freshman year, we'd switch off. Who had to go buy the beer? Like, <laughs> it'd be, usually be two guys who who had to go buy the beer mm-hmm. and pay for it. So you know, it'd always be you know either me and me and Tomer or Paul and LJ or whatever. Well, Murph and Murph and Stetch were always the ones that would go get the beer. It they would be their turn, and they'd always show up to the party with like three eighteen racks. <laughs> And in college, like, in college, not everyone knows this, but if you don't show up with a 30 rack of bush light, like, you're shunned. I mean, you're, you're, you're doing some rookie hazing after that. You, they would show up with three 18 racks of bush light, and we're like, what are you guys, what are you doing? We're, we're all fucked now. Like, we're we're all going to get in trouble now. And they're like, well, I mean, it's fucking on sale. <laughs> the 30 racks are normal price. 18 racks on sale. We had to get them. Well, why'd you only get three, you cheap fucks? 
in North Dakota doesn't get much cheaper for booze no. either. Thirty <laughs> no. rack a bush is what like no. twenty. And then it's not like, even seventeen ninety nine or something yeah. stupid. And then we always used to make fun of LJ because he'd always be like, Ah, yeah, I, no, I don't have any money. <laughs> okay, LJ doesn't have any money. We'll buy the beer, and then come Tuesday that following week, there'd be a shipment at our front door from J Crew or some clothing store, with, <laughs> you know, eighteen pairs of clothes, and it's oh, it's for LJ, and he's like, he's trying on new clothes. It's like LJ, I thought you didn't have any money to buy beer. <laughs> he's like, well, I just you know just enter the account. So you're just trying to empty your accounts before you have to pay for them. <laughs> kind of smart. It's pretty smart. <laughs> Pesky would kind of t- he would kind of do the same. There's thing. always because he was gluten free, and so he would just buy some well, like Bud Light. I think was close enough to gluten free or whatever. And apparently, everyone preferred Bush over Bud. So yeah, that yeah. was kind of a it was like a knock too. I never, I never, I never ever wanted Bush Light over Bud Light, but that was just a thing. Like every yeah. guy on the team thought we were so nails for <laughs> drinking Bush Light. It's like, oh, you got. You got Heineken, pussy. <laughs> Not drinking Bush Light. <laughs> Have a fucking Bush Latte, buddy. Here, let me go put in the fucking oven. It's even better if you got one at the bar. You got like a Bush powder at <laughs> yeah. a bar. Those guys are always walking around. Like, yeah, hey. they'll be holding out a little extra high. Yeah, they're like always singing out like, hey, uh, hey. How are we doing tonight? Oh, you got a bush light powder? Yeah, ordered it. Sick. <laughs> that was sick. That, that was a, a Paul special. He'd show up with a 12 rack of Modellos. <laughs> Do you remember when he was on the Modelo grind for a little bit there? Yeah. <laughs> he loved those things. <laughs> it's always funny. Yeah, you just rely on the freshmen to buy all the beer. They're the ones that have, I mean, I, I had so many fights with my parents because, like, that was before we were getting extra money on top of the scholarship to pay for food and drinks yeah. so like i'm constantly texting my parents during the week like hey could you put more money in my debit account because i need to buy beer for the party this is yeah. a charge like, happy why? harry's they're always like why are you buying beer for the whole party make someone else buy it and yeah. i'm like don't worry all right when i'm a sophomore and a junior and a senior i don't have to pay for it never again <laughs> It actually ends up working out. Yeah, it does. It does. It's yeah. like the other thing, you know, from Rookie Party. We won't say because someone's listening to it and we don't want them to know. <laughs> yeah. But it's a great idea. Right? <laughs> it's, it's unreal because you're like, oh, I'm getting a fuckload. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all fell into that trap my yeah. freshman year. You have no choice. You're no. like, this is going to save my ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you really... <laughs> I think we were laying in the dorms and we were really thinking about it. We're like, and you got the older guys really always. You got the older guys walking around with the paddles like on days and oh yeah, just slapping their hands like. <laughs> can't wait! Can't around. wait! Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good shit. So obviously, you had you know a lot of success in high school, junior, going to a place like North Dakota. Every myself included you know you go in with these expectations maybe it doesn't go your way yada 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 um what's that like mentally you know being a top end player in those you know high school and junior leagues and then coming in and really having to like change who you are as a player Mm -hmm. no that's true and i think like we said like it's a big jump from high school to juniors and then juniors to college and for me yeah, going into UND, like I, I thought I had, you know, it was a good freshman year where I actually played a, quite a few games freshman year. And then those next three years, <clears throat> sorry, 
um, was when I kind of ran into some shit, um, just not really performing like I wanted to, not really getting the opportunities that I wanted to. Um, and I'm never going to be a, I think there's a lot of guys in the world that go around saying what could have been, what should have been, whatever. Yeah. And I'm never going to regret any time at UND. Was it the best fit for me there? Maybe not. But yeah, I mean, I I kind of went through some stuff and I kind of struggled transitioning into a role that I wasn't really comfortable with doing um, or just used to doing. Yeah. Um, and that was tough. And I think it's it's hard. I feel like every player comes to that point, whether it's high school or juniors, college, pro, whatever, where it's you kind of face that reality of of where you're at in your career. Yeah. And I think like we talked about, like I loved you guys' episode with Mark Wick about, you know, kind of talking about going through that and how much of a struggle that is. Yeah. And I remember you, I remember listening to this episode and you were saying how you used video games to kind of shadow or to kind of mask what you're going through to escape from the real world. Yeah. For me, as lame as this sounds, I look back on it and I think it was homework for me. Really? <laughs> I, going back and going through mechanical engineering while playing a sport is like insanely like school was such a bitch going through just the time management and so i'd always have stuff to do constantly um but it was kind of my thing to bury myself into and i feel like that was something that i kind of just dove into to kind of escape um because looking back on it like i was really down on myself like i think like i was just in such a rut and like my confidence was down um and that's hard to get out of absolutely yeah and and but i do not regret a single thing about you know how do you look back and like these stories and stuff how do you look back and regret anything yeah you know yeah it's always it's always the question you know like you said it's not like what if you know it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's just like this obviously you wish it could have gone completely different sometimes but it's like i met you guys and I met all the players yeah. that I played with. It's yeah. for sure. You know, it's you just create memories. It's just hard when you have, you know, your mindset growing up. Like I wanna play in the National Hockey League and then you hit this point and then you know, you lose some of that confidence and then you lose some of that swagger that you might have had in high school or whatever. Right. You know, you're the big man on yeah. campus and then you run into this wall and all of a sudden it's like now what do I do? Right. You know, yeah. it's, it's hard. It's hard. And yeah. I, yeah. And it was, it was, it's frustrating. Yeah. And I think from a pure hockey standpoint, it probably wasn't the best fit for me. Yeah. Like I know you've talked about a lot in the past episodes about communication Yeah, and how big that is from a coach to a, to a player. Yeah. And in, I mean, my years there, I thought I had zero communication, um, with what I went through. Yeah. There was never like, I was always just cur- like, just not knowing what was going on. Yeah. And I wasn't, I'm not saying I was like, why the fuck am I not first line? Yeah. Like, what, like I wasn't, I was never really thinking that, but I just never really understood what was going on. And I feel like the coaching staff just never really took the time or really bothered to, to do yeah. that. Yeah. And that's, it is what it is. <laughs> no, that's I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want to go fair. into it. Yeah, I mean, I have fine. some is, bitter know. feelings towards it, but that, yeah, I'm going to leave it at yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it is. And you look on the coach's side, you know, like sometimes it's hard, you know, like you think about if you think about being a coach and, and you have to, anytime you got to be honest with a guy and it's mm-hmm. not 
it's not good news or it's not how you're thinking. It's a really hard thing to, to convey to someone and, and translate to someone. And, you know, some guys, some, some, some people are really good at it, you know, and some people aren't. And yeah, communication is such a huge thing, but me and all, you know, we talked about this kind of with Stevie and JP when yeah. they were on the show. We were like, you know, would you rather be on a national championship team or would you rather be, you know, fourth line in the lineup national championship team or you would you rather be a first line player on a team that doesn't even make the tournament and they're not yeah. very good? Honestly, it, and that's like selfishly like during during that time you're going through that yeah real morality test <laughs> when you're when you're going through that you would you would pick the bad team and playing every yes time. oh totally yeah. i mean when you're going through that you would be like no i i, I just want to be playing and like having fun and being happy with myself you yeah. know when you look back on it i mean maybe some people would say like oh you know i'd pick that fourth line role and, mm-hmm. and still win a national championship because not many people do that but during that time when you're going through that, you would for sure rather. And I can I can really relate to this because my my first year playing pro was in Colorado. We were the first place team in the league, and I was five, fifth or sixth defenseman all year. So I'm barely getting out there in the PK. You know, if you don't play PK or power play, your minutes get diminished a lot because. I mean, special teams is a big part of the game. It I mean, seems like, yeah, it seems like half the game almost, I mean, maybe probably 40% of the game sometimes is played special teams. So yeah, like you're, yeah. you're just axed out of that 40% of those game, out of those shifts. And then obviously the rest of the 60%, the top guys are playing most of it. So yeah. you can't even really get into the, the game really. And, and that's why, like, that's why I asked, how'd you feel about getting traded from Fargo? Because, Everyone's got a different mindset, and I forget who said it. I think it was JP. I had a similar situation. I got traded from Colorado to Utah in pro, and Utah had a team right on the bubble of the playoffs. And Colorado was by far in first place, and they actually ended up winning the league that year. And this guy really wanted to win the league. like He was invested, really good player on the team huge impact and we both got traded for a couple guys you know that they thought you know pieces that they thought they needed to win um and i'm driving you know we're flying to we're in idaho and we get traded in the hotel get a call on the you know i'm sleeping get a call on the phone answer the hotel room for or yeah answer the i think it was my cell phone actually not the hotel room. answer the cell phone get a call oh you're traded Fucking in Idaho, I have like a, I have like a two day bag yeah. packed. Like <laughs> you're traded, you uh, we traded you to Utah. You know they're gonna call you in a couple minutes to tell you, and they call me like, yeah, we're in Allen, Texas. We want you're flying here tomorrow night. So I gotta hop on a plane and just fly to Allen. I was at the time I was, I was like, this is great. Utah is not as good. Yeah, I know when I get there, I'm gonna play a lot. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, this other guy was like, I might fucking quit. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. like, And he was one of my good friends. And he's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get on that plane. I might just go home. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm fed up with this. Yeah. And I was like, ah, that, that sucks. I'm, I'm kind of fucking pumped. Yeah. 
It, it is it is crazy. The mentality is different, and it's not saying that anybody's right or wrong. It's just everybody goes through it differently, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying, Christ, Yonner, we were line mates, baby. Boy line, <laughs> yeah. me, me, you, and Dixie. <laughs> we had a blast when we were in, but it, I don't know. There was just, <clears throat> like you had said, that communication. I love communication, whether it's bad or good. And I understand that some people can't or don't want to or like whatever as long as it's honest communication yeah i think for me it, i was receiving like false communication like every exit interview after every year it was like yeah like you know we'll be a big part this next year and meanwhile my family's like get the fuck out of there yeah. Of. yeah and but i was like no like they're telling me this like it's gonna be good and then kind of the next year it'd be the same shit where i'd go through stuff and there was and then it was back to no communication or and that was really what i was looking for the most i would at least you know, give a guy peace of mind, at least. Like yeah. you said, I'm okay with good or bad communication. But I think when it's false or just non-existent is when a guy gets in his head. I mean, I think whenever there's no communication, silence, I think that's always filled by negativity. Yes. Yeah. Every time. 100%. You're never like, oh, yeah, no, they probably just, yeah. you know, it, I don't know. It's, it's it's no different in the in the workforce. Right, you know, exactly. You're, yeah. you're typing away on your goddamn computer and you don't hear anything from your boss for a week and a half. And it's like, uh, is that because they don't, want no, yeah no, it's never like always oh, he must be busy he, he must or be he, he must love the way i'm doing it <laughs> you know it's the whole time you're thinking god you know did i do something wrong why aren't they checking in on me yeah. you know what it's just that negativity always rolls up mm -hmm. and that's that's a very good point yeah it is it's it's all communication it's you know even when it's bad you gotta do it because it's gonna turn out good you, yeah. you have to absolutely you just feel better after there's some communication oh yeah a thousand percent whether it's something you don't want to hear or you do exactly and, yeah and so i look back and i like i love my four years at you yeah i wouldn't trade them for the world yeah like you guys like made some of my best friends that will easily have for life yeah but yeah i don't know i guess i have to live with that where it's looking back like was it the best for my hockey career probably not but, but that's okay with me. You you have other things that you gained from that experience. Oh, totally. Yeah. And in yeah. a in a very strange way, I'm, I shouldn't say I'm thankful for it, but the silver that lining is. out of it is that I come out of hockey now, like with kind of a a fire, kind of a you know yeah an edge with what I do now with yeah. work or anything else. I'm like fuck this. Like I'm like yeah. I don't know. I don't, I shouldn't say I feel like I feel like I failed at hockey, but it was I wasn't satisfied with how it ended, and so now I have to prove myself in other things where I'm like, I'm going to be something great that has nothing to do with hockey. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the positive way to look at it. You know, you, you, when you, when you go through something bad in life, you go through a hard time or something you don't like. And, and it's tough. You have, you have only two decisions, you know, like, are you going to take this as a positive and, and is this a learning yeah. lesson for you? Or are you going to fucking pout about it? Right. The rest of your life, you yeah, know? and and there's a there's a there's quite a few people that do end up pouting about it, mm -hmm. and they're like, you know, I got fucked, right? Yeah, yeah, those guys yeah. that always look back, I, like, oh, fuck. I, you know, I always joke yeah. about it, but it's like, but everybody everybody gets to a point too. It's like everybody goes through these different experiences. Like mine was a lot of mental stuff, but it was a lot of physical injuries too. Like I yeah. felt like yeah. I'd no go, matter what the setback I, is, yeah, I felt like I'd go 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 go, boom, injury, and it was like I, here I come, right mm -hmm. back, and it's like the ups and downs of confidence, and yeah. it's yeah. just everybody. But then you could, there could be a first liner out there who kills it, and he's just struggling mentally. You just don't know. So oh, it's, yeah, and that's the injuries thing. Like the injuries thing is such a gray area because 
you know, like there's one year, um, I forget what year it was, but it was in college that I had lace bite and you know, like if you've ever had lace bite, it's like, it's one of the worst injuries you can have. You can't fucking skate. No. <laughs> you can't bend your knee. You can't skate. You try to explain it to anyone and else. And 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 like, and yeah, and you're like, and you're like telling other guys, like, yeah, I just get terrible ace bite. And you know, like, they're like, oh yeah, it sucks. And you you can see in their brain, like, this guy's a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it is horrible though. It's like, dude, no, no, I'm telling you, man, like. It kills. Yeah. Like, it hurts. And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, no, it's great. And it Plus, doesn't go away. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, the coaches are thinking that or like you tweak an ankle, your wrist, like, oh, yeah, my wrist certain. Coaches are like, oh, yeah, your wrist hurting. Oh, really? <laughs> you think so? Really? You're not all in. That's what you got? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I know there's some guys, you know, that kind of play off injuries that aren't really injured but i'm i'm not fucking around here my <laughs> wrist hurts <laughs> you don't know how to get that across that's right uh that's a tough part of the game it is it is for sure but like you said you you get to this point now you know obviously leaving north dakota did the thought ever like come across your mind like hey i want to continue this thing i want to try again you know any kind of yeah and that's where COVID hit you know, my class as seniors in, at such a horrible time. Yeah. We were seniors, you know, going into playoffs when COVID hit. And fuck, that was the year we were number one in Unreal the team. nation. God, Unreal that was like. Unreal team. Oh, that is just. I already claimed. Don't worry. I, I crowned you guys champions okay. <laughs> on Twitter. I said, yeah. I said you know banner what? up there. <laughs> I, said, I said, you know what, guys? I'm going to take this. I'm going to take matters into my own hands. I'm going to crown North Dakota as NCAA champions <laughs> yeah. this year. Love it. <laughs> but any. Yeah. That, I mean, so uh, for one, ending that way is horrible yeah you know kind of just having it ripped out from under you like i would have rather just lost or something like i don't know like <laughs> yeah gone out on our own shitty it's terms the un- or something. it goes into the communication uh, right it's the the unknown. Unknown. Yes. you don't know if it's bad or <laughs> yeah. good yep. you want one answer you just yeah. don't want the unknown yeah right and and so after that i mean obviously i was just a hockey i kind of had a, a lot of different feelings about hockey after that i'm pretty love-hate relationship yeah. heavy on the hate yeah. at that time um but i still yeah i was kind of had the feeling where i didn't want to end like that um but at the same time i didn't really want to pursue a career in the u.s like i didn't really even attempt to look at like the east coast or something i just i just felt like that was a like a lot of hockey like like you guys said that's a lot of games and like a long season and i was just like god like i don't know if i want to i don't know if i love hockey that much right now um, and that's where I was really set on going to Europe where, you know, it's lighter season, easier, like it's just easier on the body. Like for one, you're in Europe, like it's kind of a really cool experience at oh, the yeah. same time. Yeah. And so that was something that I wanted to pursue. And so that summer after a senior year, like middle of the pandemic, when COVID was big, um, Alms, our volunteer coach, set me up with an agent to go out there. Um, and there were a couple teams in Germany and Norway that I was trying to sign with, but they were having trouble at that time signing American players with COVID. They weren't able to get visas and it was just a pain in the ass. And it drug on till like that next September or October or something where it was just like not working. There's one roadblock after the other and COVID wasn't letting up. Yeah. And ultimately it just didn't work. And I finally just like, fuck it. Like this isn't meant to be, it is what it is. Like one of the worst ways to hang them up. Yeah. 
whatever. And that left a really bad taste in my mouth, like having me having kind of the game say no to me instead of me going out on my own terms. Yeah. That was really hard. Um, and so that next kind of that next winter, then um, I still had school to finish up with my degree. And so I ended up finishing um, and getting a job with Polaris Industries as like a manufacturing engineer. Um, but it always kind of like kept in the back of my mind, like, what about next year, maybe? Um, and so I was like staying in, sh- staying in shape and skating once in a while. Um, but once I got my degree, I was like, God, like, do I really try to commit to pursue anything right now? Or do I graduate and move on, like get started with my career? And that's what I chose. I ended up, you know, getting a job down here in Minneapolis with Medtronic. Um, and I've been here, been with Medtronic since I think May now, right after I, uh, right after I graduated. Um, and still through this past summer, I kind of stayed in shape and like was always curious if anything would come up like throughout the summer or fall. And something eventually did with Ludwig Hoff, one of my classmates, a Norwegian uh, at UND, had reached out to me and said, hey, there's this team like, you know, this is kind of your chance. And I was like, oh, shit, like, you know, it's kind of an opportunity now. Mm-hmm. And I talked to them and I was like, oh, like, I haven't skated much in a while, but like, I'm still in decent shape. Like I could give me a couple yeah, weeks and yeah. get back in the swing of things. And they're like, yeah, just let us know, like what, you know, what you're thinking. And so they kind of gave me some time to, to figure it out. And there was a good stretch. I think this was around like in September where I was really back and forth about it. And I was talking with my parents a lot. I was just like, what do I do? Like I have a great, I'm established really well with, with everything in Minneapolis. But like this was what I was begging for the last, the yeah. fall prior. And ultimately I, I turned it down, but even though I would have, and I still, I'm sure I would have loved to go out there if yeah. I actually would have, I'm, you know, it would have been super fun in Europe, but yeah. I don't, yeah, I'm still happy with that. I was able to say no yeah. to the yeah. game. I yeah. think that gave me a little bit of closure after like that whole year prior getting shut down at UND with our season yeah, and then just sure. not having it work out. And so COVID really kind of, turned my life helped you with the decision yeah yeah and it really just changed my course of direction of life like i i remember like right after und i was like god like i want to go to europe and i want to go out there for like 15 years like i want to have this super long fun career and just enjoy it and obviously (laughs) here i am now and now you're uh engineer at medtronic (laughs) with a loft in the loop and a big old horn on the guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean We've all made that transition from being a hockey player, you know, like you're walking around, you're telling everyone, hey, they're always asking, you know, what are you doing now? What are mm-hmm. you what are you up to? Oh, I'm a hockey player. Feels good, right? Like <laughs> feels cool. A little different when you tell them, you know, um, you know, whatever. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not a hockey player. Right. And the it's, actually doing whatever you're doing now too like a little different yeah <laughs> and like and that's one of the biggest things about when you get when you actually start working in total hockey why you feel so comfortable playing hockey is because you have knowledge you're you're wise mm-hmm. in the game of hockey and and you have all this experience and and knowledge in the game and you feel up to date and you know what's going on yeah when you start these new jobs you feel dumb 
No one likes to feel dumb, right? Like, no. It's like, everyone's saying these things to you, and they're and they're you're talking in a certain lingo, and it's like when you get to a new team or like get to a new league, and they're doing different things, talking different lingo, and you're like, "What the hell's going on?" Here? Yeah. I feel like an outsider. <laughs> what I mean, what's that transition like for you? Like finally ending hockey, getting into the workforce again kind of being someone who just has no knowledge whatsoever in what you're doing right no like you said it's tough and it's it's frustrating like you said like we all play it started playing hockey at like three years old like we knew yeah. the game everything about it like the back of our hands and especially playing it for so long like committing your life to something like that it's it's tough to transition to something totally new and in a sense just restart and so for me, now I'm a design engineer at, at Medtronic and it's, yeah, it is so frustrating, like just starting from scratch with pretty much everything we're doing. And I'm, and I, I work with guys that are 20, 30 years experience, you know, these PhD engineers at Medtronic and they know everything. And so I'm like, fuck, like, why don't I know that? <laughs> or like, yeah, they'll go, yeah. they'll say stuff or do things. And I'm just like what the hell is that? But like, I don't know. I keep trying to tell myself like I am in a sense, I am a four year old hockey player and they are professional hockey players. Like, yeah. That's the gap. Yeah. And so that's what I try to uh, tell myself, but it's tough like stepping out of hockey. And, and I know there's been other episodes where you've talked about it too, where you try to, you got to find what you love again. You got to find a whole new love for something. Yeah. And that's tough for me. I, I knew I, I going through engineering is a little more focused on a career, I guess, which was nice for me. Um, but even now, I'm still like, God, is this something I want to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's yeah, no, it's it's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge change, and like, I wanted to, I wanted to touch on like, what what are your thoughts towards hockey now? Like, once you're out of it, do you play beer league? Do you play pond hockey tournaments? You know what? What's your thought on that? Since I, I would say in like the past year, maybe like year and a half, I could probably count on one hand how many times I've skated. Kind of like we touched on like how hockey ended for me. It was kind of, it was kind of a bitter feeling. And I feel like I have needed some time away from the sport. 100%. I, you know, I, I don't really enjoy skating right now. I still love the game, but I and I want to get back into it later on down the road, like when I feel comfortable with it. Like I'd love to coach one day or something, or eventually get in a regular beer league. Um, and I've done a couple little things, like we've done that pond hockey tournament yeah. a few months ago, um, and other little things like that. But for me, it was almost like a it was refreshing to just kind of forget about the sport for a while. And kind of like I said, is I kind of told myself like I'm going to do something great totally different that has nothing to do with hockey just because i was a little bit bitter about it um and that's kind of fueled me to chase other things right now um but no i i mean i still want like i said like i was at the state tournament last weekend and i'll still watch it a little bit here and there but yeah for right now it's still a little bit fresh for me i'd say that's it's very similar to my point of view on the game right now still and i'm almost three years removed from the game yeah um it's like I have no, I have no ill, you know, feelings towards the game. It's just I, I always get asked from people, you know, that knew I played hockey for a living at one point. They're always like, you know, so do you play beer league now? Where do you play? And like, how often do you skate? And I'm like, 
I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I can't get out there. And I, I tried to like try to like pinpoint why I don't skate because I do think hockey's fun. Like right. it's great getting out there and skating and like it's just a fun game for anyone. Right. And well and how hard it is too to like to make that decision like for you guys yeah. to, to retire and be done. And then to all of a sudden switch that flip or yeah, where you just don't want anything to do with it then for a little while. It's Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's like I, I now I like now that I've thought about it, it's just like I tell people like the reason I don't play beer league and the reason I don't really skate much is because I still kind of miss being a hockey player. It, it like brings back emotions. Yeah, you know, when you like when step I do, out on yeah, the ice, when I get out there on the ice and I start playing hockey, it's just like, it's still fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like what it used to be like and like being that hockey player. And it's just like, Kind of makes me sad. That's yeah. that's one hundred percent my sitting in a locker room, yeah. like putting on skates, yeah. like putting your gear on and stuff. It it yeah, yeah it kind like, of floods I, things. Back. I can't do this every day now. I I get it. You know, if I'm playing beer league, I get it once a week, and if I'm playing pond hockey or whatever, it's like two times a, a winter or whatever. It's yeah. like it just makes me sad thinking about it. Like I don't hate the game. I love it, but if I get out there and start playing beer league, like. Oh, it doesn't give me excitement. It doesn't give me joy. It just makes me sad because I miss, yeah. I miss that camaraderie on the team. Yeah, and even like, like my brother is playing in Madison right now, and and he just he was just on a nine game road trip. And he's like, yeah, it sucks. Like this is so stupid. And I'm like, that's the stuff you miss. I'm like, buddy, that's the stuff you're gonna look back on and be like, God, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, like. Yeah, that's the stuff you miss when you when you look back on it. And obviously, like you said, like eventually there will come a time where I'm like, you know, and I'm okay with it now. And um, I'll still miss it. Like I don't think there's ever going to be a time where I don't miss being in the locker room and playing on a team and playing, you know, competitive sports. But there will come a time where I'm, I, I kind of accept it more. And I will want to coach and, like, be involved in the game. But right now is not the time because I still need some time yeah. to – to process that and and get over it because right. because like like all of us we 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 all had expectations of ourselves that in hockey probably didn't meet our end goal expectation and it's like it's really hard for us to well for me and I think for a lot of guys it's really hard to be proud of what you did accomplish like, yeah and you look at it like. There's a ton that was accomplished by by all three of us, and obviously more. You know, other people accomplished more in the game, but the amount of people that play the game and accomplish what what we did, um, it's it's very rare. Yeah. Um. So you should like theoretically, you should feel proud about that. Right. But I'm I'm still at the point where like. I don't really feel that proud about it. I'm getting there. Yeah. But like it'll take time. Yeah, yeah. and I and I saw that, you know, I follow um what's his name? Aaron Henderson. He played for the he played for the Vikings a while back. And he kind of had a tweet about it. He's like, you know, like I finally like realized that, you know, not everything panned out for me in the NFL. Like he played in the NFL. He's still like <laughs> yeah. he's still like, oh, I didn't, you know get to where i wanted to be yeah and it's like he's still like but now like i kind of realize like i should be proud of what i did yeah absolutely and you should be like and it's even you know you can say that even for guys who play varsity high school hockey like you should be proud that you you know you made it Mm -hmm. you play on the team like 
you should just be proud of that. Uh, proud of that, but there's just a different right. view on it. Yeah. Like, it's hard to do, and I it's think really like hard. I always often try to tell myself like just because it didn't end the last year or whatever the way I wanted it to doesn't trump you know oh yeah all the accomplishments you did to get there yeah and yeah. right whether you know you're ended in high school juniors college or even pro like it's hard to like really look back and and enjoy it if it didn't really end what yeah. i don't know yeah, yeah what you really expected yeah it's a uh, i'm the same way I, d- I don't step onto the ice because i know i still have those i i live differently than you just a hair yonner like i I do have some what ifs like in my head and it sucks, but yeah. my, my mind, and I have them too. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I'd be lying if yeah. I said I didn't, my, my, you know, my mind just races in, in a certain way. And, um, you know, th- there's always those, th- those thoughts. So I feel like, especially right away when I decided to retire, I was like, D- I cannot skate because I, I will want to go play. Yeah. Like I, I'll need it. Yeah. And so I like pushed myself away and I, I still get those feelings when we played hockey, but it's, I'm getting to a point where it's like, like you guys said, actually enjoying those accomplishments and yeah. saying, you know what? I made it through all this shit. Now I get to be a different person. Now I get to find a new love of something else. I might not ha- have it or know what that is now, but that's the fun of it. Like there's, sure. you know, I don't know. It's, it's crazy to think no, about yeah, it. It's, it's tough. And I think mean, a lot of players go through it when yeah. they're done. You have to. I mean, it's almost, it's got to be almost every player. But, yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, even you got to think like even like even Yarmir Yager is like he, he, really, <laughs> he releases a video of him like talking to Ovi like, hey, congrats on beating my goal record. But uh, I've still been training and I might try to come back. <laughs> and it's like even he's probably thinking like, gosh, like if I would have just, you know, had a couple more goals. Yeah. Might, it's like. <laughs> It never ends, man. Yeah, no, it's yeah, never it won't. End. Yeah. Once you reach a goal, you just set the bar <laughs> yeah, higher. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's all about being, you know, you know, accepting that and being okay with it, and yeah. just moving on because right. there's plenty of life to enjoy after hockey. Yeah, and, there is. You know, there's definitely things that are, you know, way better than you could have ever imagined. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you would have never thought that you would have, you know, the amount of fun or the amount of joy that you find after hockey when you retire. Yeah. Like, you're like, this is the end. Like, I'll, yeah. never, I'll, I'll never, never be happy no again. Life. I'll, never yeah. have, yeah. I'll never have fun again. I'll never, I'll never have fun. I'll never enjoy anything ever again. My life's over. It's like, no, it's, it's you got plenty left. It'll yeah. be okay. Yeah. And you're going to enjoy some of those parts of your life just as much as you enjoyed playing. Oh, hockey. absolutely. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I love what I do now. And, I love, I work from home most of the time, wake up, usually hop down the road from my apartment, work out, work from home. Then during the day and, you know, we get together often and yeah. go out, grab drinks, have fun. Like it's a great time. Basement lot, bar. Yeah. Catch us at basement bar. <laughs> yeah. Loop maybe once in a while. Yeah. Oh, all the time. We were first on the dance floor there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Place was empty. We were there. <laughs> Some great times we had after hockey, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I don't know when it ends. Does it ever? I mean, I'm I'm thinking like I'm I'm gonna turn 27 in a, in a month or so. I think I'm gonna shotgun my last beer at 68 years old. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know what? I I, I don't see an end in sight. No, <laughs> like, not slowing down anytime yeah, soon. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thanks for coming on, Yonner. It's been a great night spending with you, and uh, I think we covered some some fun topics. Absolutely. Here, but, uh, Great night, fellas, and we'll see you on uh, the next episode next week. It was fun. Thanks for having me on.